Welcome to Streaming with Two Dudes, a podcast about all things streaming. Each episode, we break down some of the best series, songs, movies, and shows. I'm one dude, Parker. I'm dude number two, Jeff. And dudes, this episode, we're talking about Cobra Kai, season five, episode one. But first, Jeff, what else have you been streaming? Dude, nothing. Nothing at all. It's Busy week crazy, for little Jeff, man. Man, crazy week at work. I'm sure I've mentioned briefly on previous podcasts. I've added Grandpa, also known as Gramps, for my family, uh, to my resume here in the last couple of months. So just totally embracing that, eating that up. Happy so, Jeff. So yeah, um, no other streaming has taken place, but... I had enough enthusiasm and just was pumped so much for Cobra Kai that I I didn't even really want to stream anything else. Uh, how about you? How about yourself? Um, I'm actually going to talk about an audiobook that I've been streaming. Um, I listened to I'm Glad My Mother Died by Jeanette McCurdy. It was it, it actually talked I was talking about how I was an iCarly fan. She was the actress that played Sam and she also played in Sam and Cat. She goes into her life and her relationship between her mother and the way that her mother kind of pushed her into being an actress uh, at a young age and a lot of the hardships that she went through uh, dealing with that. And I'm not going to spoil too much of it, um, but if you have any relationship to that show or her as an actress or autobiographies in general i definitely recommend it uh it's very funny extremely heartbreaking at times and really eye-opening to how children are treated in the industry and the differences that a parent can make being in that situation so i'm old school and i still use yahoo as my homepage, but i know for probably a good solid two weeks straight Every time I was on there, there was a separate mention of uh, her book mm-hmm. in, a, in a different, I guess, caption or, or different topic and subject. And uh, so, of course, I, I read it every time because went through a spell where I, I watched iCarly with my my son and other young kids. So uh, I was definitely interested. And in, yeah, every everything I read seemed like, wow, that's that's really cool that you listened to it. I, I might have to take a listen or a read myself. So. We finally got to watch, after nine months, got to see season five, episode one. Jeff, what did you think? We're going to take a moment to do talk about three different points. Uh, these are just three points that we found interesting about each episode, and we're just going to kind of move through those. And I am going to let Jeff go first. Thank you, Mr. Parker. And I'm glad you let me go first, because I feel like this is a good lead-in question, and it actually doesn't specifically pertain to anything that happened in the first season, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the first episode of season five. But for everybody that's listening, Parker set up the scene of you viewing the first episode of season five. Like, what was your day like? What what did you do to prepare? Describe the scene and, and how it went down. I made sure that I wouldn't be disturbed. I turned off my phone, turned off the lights, lit a few candles, stretched, practiced karate, meditated, and push play what kind of candles they were tea candles tea candles <laughs> i mean like with what scent not what the... it, it was a tumbler it was a jar <laughs> i'm sorry what scent of candle was setting the mood for this first viewing uh cucumber melon okay that's a that's a solid choice i guess but <laughs> 
I'm going to set up my scene. Of course, I, I've been psyched all all week. Even like I said, it's been just a crazy week at work. But I, I kept reminding myself, man, Friday is happening. Uh, and, and you actually mentioned an interesting point earlier that nine months, it, it came out a lot earlier this year. So we, we didn't yeah. have to wait as long. Normally, it's been dropping right around New Year's uh, the last couple of years. So uh, they, they kind of you know gave, gave us a little early Christmas present. Yeah, so, I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, this is nine months. Yeah, this was crazy. So, yeah, I was psyched, got home from work, had to take some care of some other things. So it was probably more towards 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. Wife's already in the bed. So uh, I get out my Karate Kid shirt. I get me a big bowl of popcorn, get me a little Mike's Hard Lemonade. And normally, I don't know how you do it, Parker, but for some reason, I just end up watching almost everything on my phone. Not sure why. It's, it's just out of habit. Using my wife goes to bed. I don't like watching stuff on TV because I'm not sure if the sound's bothering her. So I normally just stick on my headphones and, mm-hmm. and watch stuff on my phone. But, you know, it's, I was like, you know what, this time I'm breaking out laptop you know still use my headphones and I, i'm like i just i won't do it upright and of course I, i've been super excited and, and hyped about all kinds of new seasons or movies coming out but this one was special and I, i'm sure it's because obviously this is the first one in which we were doing a podcast about it mm-hmm. and, and and although this is our fourth podcast cobra kai will always hold a special place with us because obviously we know this is the reason we did a podcast right Uh, not because we just want to do one about cobra kai but it's because this was the first one that we were really having a lot of in-depth conversations about and we've shared briefly before but it's like you know hey why don't we talk about this where other people can hear it Mm -hmm. so just a great experience the only bad experience was the episode ended and i'm like there's no way that was a full episode (laughs) i felt like it was like 10 minutes it did it was over really quick so yeah, this is going to be difficult for us watching uh, one or two episodes at a time. We obviously would normally just binge watch all 10 episodes because it's a pretty quick watch. Just wanted to share what the scene was like for both of us on, on seeing that very first episode of season five. Uh, my number three, I'm going to talk about Sam. Uh, we didn't see her too much this episode, but we did see a scene with her re-watching uh, her fight with Tori on YouTube. That little scene there, just wanted to touch real quick. Um, it makes you wonder if Tori will be replaying that. Or maybe she's doing the same thing. And maybe that's when she'll realize that, you know, the bribe did a little bit more than what she thought. But she also got a phone call from Miguel, who was in Mexico. And they had a little bit of an argument because she made the conversa- conversation about her. Now, I wanted to ask you, do you think... Do you think she's justified in that situation or do you think Miguel is right in, you know, complaining that Sam always makes everything about her? Very quickly, I'll I'll touch on your comment about you wondering if Tori's doing the same thing. I'm going to say no, because I think they both had a different experience coming out of that fight. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with with Tori losing and I'm sorry, with Sam losing and, and feeling responsible uh, for everything that happened after that because of the deal that was on the table. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Tori, she obviously won. She she knows about the bribe. So I, I don't know if she'll be going back really studying that particular fight. Uh, not because she doesn't care. I, I just think their experiences are different. But it it's, it'll still be interesting to see if, if Tori gives any thought um, to that fight whatsoever. I'm glad you brought up the argument. I, I, I did find that a, a little humorous because... I mean, we've both been in relationships um, over the years, and mm. that that's a common a common argument that usually breaks out when 
both people are, are going through something and they're wanting their partner or their significant other, you know, in their corner. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it, it's going to cause conflict when both parties are going through something t- tough at the same time, because you're more interested in getting their support and their feedback than supplying it. Correct. I will side a little bit with Miguel on this one for the simple fact, his issue is, trying to find a biological father that he's never met in 17 years. Mm-hmm. And and kind of like what he said, this is more important than karate. I, mean, I can see why they're both upset because obviously Miguel knew how important that fight was between her and Tori. And I actually forgot that he left before. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, slip my mind that he didn't even know the outcome. Right. Um, so see, I, I can see why she's upset, but yeah, in the end, I mean, Miguel's challenge in life is a little bit more, I, I would say, important. What do you See, think? See, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I actually, I'm actually siding with Sam on this one. He left without watching her fight. She finally does call her. She worries about him. She finds out all the information and he doesn't even ask about anything. And so I understand where she's coming from as well, because, you know, he... It wasn't like she, that was the first thing that she asked, you know, when he picked up the phone was, she wasn't like, Miguel, where were you at? You didn't watch me fight. She was worried about him. She put him first in that situation. Uh, And I think she was valid in trying to, you know, bring up the fact that he didn't even seem to care at all. I mean, it's it's okay for you to be wrong. I mean, I'm I'm not going (laughs) to, you know, actually. We'll put a poll up. I, I do need to say something. Miguel, if you're listening. Miguel, the character. Bro, call your mama first. That's all I got to say about that. I will agree. He, call your mama first. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. I will agree. He did. He did mess up not calling mama first. So I will go into my number two, which is Johnny and Robbie being in Mexico. I really love this. I love them being in Mexico. It was really nice seeing them bond and having moments. It was also probably, you know, every scene that are the scenes that they were in were probably the only ones that really had any comedic value to them. We find out that, you know, 60 minutos are 300 American minutes. Uh, (laughs) That was so so good. (laughs) I did want to talk about Johnny and his growth that he has shown, um, him taking responsibility for his actions and passing that, you know, knowledge on to Robbie. I think that was a really, a really special moment for both their relationship and for his character, showing how far he has come instead of just ignoring the problem and running away from it. He is not only decided to confront it head on he's passing that knowledge on to his son to keep him from following in his footsteps and he's doing a really good job at it uh whereas before he wasn't fulfilling that as well the last thing i want to talk about uh, as far as them being in mexico is their fight and robbie deciding to stay it was really nice getting to see a fight you know this this early on and seeing robbie taking johnny's back standing up for him and it was really nice watching them team up because I don't think we've actually even seen them team up before have we this is the first time we've seen them team up right yeah it's definitely the first time yeah it was probably the first time my adrenaline really got going that episode I loved it so as 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 soon as Johnny and Robbie get there and he makes the comment to Robbie 
hey, I'm going to go over here to these surfer dudes. Mm-hmm. D- did you immediately smile because you pretty much knew what was coming? Oh, yeah, I knew exactly. I knew exactly what was coming. Uh, what about you? Did, uh, what's your number two? So I'm actually going to piggyback on your number two with what originally was going to be my number one just because okay. they're, they're pretty similar. Of course, as, as everybody that's listening to the podcast know, we, we like to go deep sometimes and, and expand beyond the show into real-life situations. So Real I, deep. That's right. So <laughs> I wanted you to speak more. I will as well. Speak on the whole idea of father-son bonding, how it's portrayed in this first episode, as well as speak on your own personal experience with father-son bonding. Bam! That's how we go deep here. First, I will talk about the characters and how they're portrayed in the show. Um, I think it's I think it shows, you know, in this episode that it's important to have that father figure in your relation and in your life as far as anybody goes, you know, like they're they're wanting to do that. I don't think Miguel was so much worried about his own father until he had that moment with that moment with Johnny where he called him Robbie. I think uh, I think that led him on a path to think, you know, that his relationship with his biological father is more important than just a father figure in general. The relationship with Robbie and Johnny is important to Robbie because Robbie, you know, he has his father there and his father's trying. So it's nice to see that eventually both father and son you know i don't have a father experience so i'm mostly speaking from a son experience on this level i think it's important for the son to have that to look up to and to know how it's important to be a man in society and how you know you're supposed to handle yourself carry yourself and what's expected of you and as far as me personally my relationship with my father has definitely been a big influence on my life especially during my development stage when i was probably that age i probably didn't think that he had much impact on me probably even rebelled against some of it but sitting where i'm at now in my life is somewhat a mature adult male you know i've i can look back and and see a lot of him in the actions and the decisions that I make in my day-to-day life. Yeah, I was really happy to see episode one really focus on Robbie and Johnny just because of the way last season ended. And we spoke briefly on how that last scene, and I think we, we both agreed, was probably one of the most touching scenes throughout the entire series so far. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I'm not sure why. When you see it play out on screen, there's something that hits different when it's between a father and son. Mm-hmm. And I've got a great relationship with my, my dad and my mom. So th- there's no like personal background or history for me on, on why that might be. I don't know if it's because men in general aren't great in expressing feelings mm-hmm. uh, and communicating uh, exactly everything they're dealing with. So when, when I see it play out on, you know, on the screen mm-hmm. um, or in real life, but uh, for this purpose on the screen, it, it it hits it hits different, and it's just it's so touching. And I was so glad that they started off the season really focusing on Robbie and Johnny, and to see them bond. And, and like you mentioned, dude, Johnny is just making so many strides. I'm really glad he started season five off this way because he still got his extremely out of touch with society humor, uh, with some of the gifts he bought at the store in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could tell, and you kind of hinted at it, and and I, and for some reason. I, I, I forget of what Robbie might be feeling because of what he did to Miguel. Yeah. You know, he brought up, I know you, you probably got some re- regrets when it comes to Miguel. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 
I forgot he almost killed him. That's that's got to weigh heavy on him because I, yeah. I guess it's Miguel's healed. You, you almost kind of forget that he had a you know a near death experience. So Johnny recognizing that and, and making it intentional and, and acting with purpose to say I want to prepare you and, and heal you from that because of what I've experienced. Yeah. So. All, all of their bonding was just great. Uh, I was glad to see it happen. And then you see Miguel and Hector. It, it's just, it's, it's really cool that you, you saw both sets. Of course, Miguel and Hector is a little bit different because we don't know exactly what's happening there. Well, I'll get into that more because that, that's one of my other topics. But as far as me personally, yeah, it, it was really cool. Anytime I see stuff like that, it, it kind of forces me to look back on, on growing up and, and some of my me and my dad's bonding experiences. A lot of our bonding w- was over sports. Mm. Um, I was real big into like baseball, basketball, and all that kind of stuff. But baseball, more in particular, and and you've probably experienced this to to a, a degree as well. So my dad was heavily involved with me in baseball, and he even coached a number of my teams. And of course, I loved it. Thought it was great. He, he was a a great coach. He wasn't one of those that really put a lot of pressure on me and really got on me for not succeeding or whatever. I mean, I was a pretty good player, so but I, I never felt that pressure from him. It was just all about, hey, go go and have fun and, you know, and play hard, try hard, that kind of stuff. And and I guess during the time, you didn't think much of it. You just thought that's just the way it's supposed to be. But then as you get older, you realize now, there's a lot of dads not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as I got older and, you know, even when I became a parent, I was like, wow, that, that took a lot of time and sacrifice yeah. for, for him to work a full-time job. And then being in, involved in my life and in my hobbies and in my sports, obviously, you know, as you know, <laughs> when you get to that stage in your own life, you realize the sacrifice and the time that it takes really in, invest in your kid where right. you don't you don't really appreciate it as much when, when you are a kid in that stage. So it definitely gives you perspective. And, and, and I love seeing a lot of these father son moments build out um, on this show very touching and and i'm sure we'll we'll eventually see some play out with daniel and one of your favorite characters anthony on the show all right well you said you uh you said you it kind of goes into your your last topic so go ahead and share with us what's your what's your what i guess what would have been your number two but your last topic what's that what's going on there it's one main topic but there's a lot of subtopics that fall under i mean obviously episode one focused a lot of miguel being in mexico Mm-hmm. So speak on that, on what, what we saw and, and how you think it might play out. Uh, I'm going to let you speak on this because it's your topic. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you go on, you go on and I'll, I'll hit up anything that you don't have because this is not one of my points. So this is your talking point, big, big fella. Uh, it's all you. I'm glad you let me go first. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean, I don't have, this is not my topic. So I don't have, I probably have very little to add. All right. So. There's so much unknown here. They haven't spent a lot of time talking about Miguel's dad throughout the entire series. So this this is obviously the most we're hearing or seeing. So there's so many questions. So like the second Hector that he comes across and ends up hanging out with and, and having dinner with this guy, his his wife and their child. So is his dad really a bad guy? Was M- Miguel misled by his mom for, for whatever reason? Or was his dad evil at one point and did he change? Because he's the second Hector is portrayed as a great guy, almost like he's beloved by the community. Had that little scene like at the back of a building where, you know, the, one of the guys says, man, you're, you're just too nice doing stuff like that. But here's something I thought about like probably hours after I watched the show. Or was the first Hector really his dad? And the second Hector just portrayed the dad that he won't or or wish he had. And, and maybe the first one is his real dad all along. To me, it, it can go. But what I'm a little confused about 
and and we talked briefly about this on our, our last podcast is how much of season five is going to involve Miguel, his dad, Johnny and Robbie being in Mexico. We both initially didn't disagree. One of my theories was that it was going to take up a good bit of season five just because that's such a heavy topic. And that, and that I would probably be disappointed if they wrapped it up in like one or two episodes. But then we both agreed after watching the trailer that, hmm, okay. <laughs> uh, they're in the All Valley for uh, most of the trailer, so there's a good chance this will be wrapped up. And and obviously, we know it's going to take at least two episodes. Yeah. But I, I'm trying to figure out how, what happens from here. So if, if this second Hector is his dad and he doesn't spend a lot of time in Mexico, is it like, oh, cool. Well, I'm your son, but I need to go back to the All Valley and take care of some stuff. Maybe I'll get up with you later or... I'm just curious how it's supposed to play out from here. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Um, I guess just so I can have, you know, something to talk about here. Uh, this is actually my honorable mention is Hector number two. I'll go ahead and jump into that real quick. Uh, we'll move this ahead of my number one real quick. I think I think that that is his dad. He's probably a snake in the grass. I think I think that's probably what we're going to learn about him. Either that or we find out that he has turned his life around. And maybe it just kind of both shows Miguel that, you know, people can change. And maybe, you know, who knows? I don't know where we're going with his character. Um, but I do think that, that was what was my honorable mention was bringing him up and talking about his potentials on what the mom described versus what what we see so we'll go ahead and jump into my number one which is daniel and chosen and their plan uh for what they're doing we found out that daniel is actually closing down miyagi do just like he promised it doesn't seem like at this stage that they are gonna you know find some loophole to train the Miyagi-Do students. So we were wrong about our top, our, you know, our theories on that all around, which was totally shocking. I felt like that was one of the theories that we were solid on. And we were pretty much like, yeah, they're going to definitely train the students some way. Well, it's, also only, it's only episode one as well. So. It is. But I mean, Daniel seems very adamant. I believe with him and what we've seen that it, it could happen, but it's not going to happen right now. It doesn't seem like either Johnny or Daniel are going to go against their word with training the Miyagi-Do students. You know, I, I definitely expected some kind of plan, but Daniel is definitely sticking to closing, keeping it closed at this point, which was not what I expected whatsoever. So, real quick, not to add another question, but it goes along with what you just said. Mm -hmm. Do you think him closing the dojo was the plan all along, or did the argument with Amanda sway that at all? I think he, I know, I think he, I think he had it planned all along. I think he knows Silver well enough to not go against that before even he has his conversation with Amanda. I think he already knows that the children are in danger. He doesn't need Amanda to tell him that. I think he had some plan that just involved him and Chosen and potentially Johnny. Because he mentions, you know, without Johnny being there, it's just between him and Chosen to do something. So I think from the get-go, I think he he definitely was planning on keeping the digit, the dojo closed. Because uh, I think that he is genuinely concerned about the welfare of not only the kids in the dojo, but Sam and his own kids, Anthony as well. Uh, we also find out that Kim Sun-young is real. Really, the, more, the reason I want to mention him more than anything 
is just a shout out to the writing for this show because with where we're at in film and television, we see a lot of reboots and remakes and a lot of it is just a lot of sloppy writing. It seems like to make, you know, make things kind of fit sometimes. Uh, that's one of the reasons I don't really like movies in the Jurassic Park franchise and, you know, several others as well. Star Wars, you know, some of these things, the way that the writing goes is just kind of sloppy, but that's a, another podcast for another day. But just praises for them because they take a name that was thrown away, you know, and they've done so well with making it in just a quick little dialogue about how Mr. Miyagi never mentioned Kim Sun-young and why it made sense. Because if Miyagi left before World War II, Kim Sun-young was during the Korean War, which is where he trained Chosen and Crease. Like he, it all makes sense. And that's why Chosen knows of him because Chosen was still in Okinawa. Like all of that for just one throwaway line instead of, you know, the way that they've built upon this franchise in general is just really well done. Uh, and I'm glad just, you mentioned that because that was actually one of the notes I wrote because uh -huh. uh, it was either you or me. I think it might've been me where I specifically asked the question, did Mr. Miyagi know about Mm -hmm. Kim Sun Yun. I was like, yeah. I need to go back and watch Karate Kid 3 because surely he knew about them. And it's almost like they heard us. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, like you said, they specifically addressed it. And I thought that was really neat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they've done a really good job of tying up loose ends and making things make sense. And, you know, even just small questions like that, they answer and they make it make sense. They don't just like, it's just, it's really well written. Would you and, agree that it would you agree that it seems like the writers have found a way that it's almost like they've been able to build upon the movies as if mm -hmm. their show was meant all along? Right. It's like, like it's they've done a that's what I'm saying is like their world building is just great because it's 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 not like we're seeing a show that was written because of Cobra Kai or because of the karate kid. It's like we're we're actually watching a show where the world is picked up. Like it's it's like the world we're actually watching a show where where it would be picked up from. You know, it's not it doesn't seem too far fetched, even though we're watching <laughs> you know, sparring karate dojos. Yeah. You know, it still doesn't seem too far fetched. Well well here's a question. Mm -hmm. Has has this been done before where a series launched based off a movie or a franchise movie and the series that launches several years later uses the same actors characters the whole bit i i, I know there's been shows launched based on movies before but has it been done in this way before um i think fuller house attempted it uh that was probably the that's probably the the first one that i can really think of that was but i mean that one didn't have movies that was just that was a that was show. a reboot of a two, yeah, a, a show rebooting a show. I mean, I'm sure it's been done. So our listeners out there, I know, I, <laughs> I do know that. I will. Okay, so I will say, I think, um, I think Marvel does a lot of that. Marvel's doing a lot of that in their universe, where with Disney Plus, you know, with like the Loki series, and they also do that in the Star Wars universe as well. So. Disney's doing a lot of that right now. The live action, which I mean, we've seen in animation plenty of times, you know, like that was probably my whole childhood was, you know, cartoons based off of movies. But as far as live action goes, I think Cobra Kai's probably the perfected it, at least. Um, the last thing I want to talk about with Chosen and Daniel, uh, which is also basically the last scene, if it's not the last scene 
is we see that Chosen has joined Cobra Kai. Why, I, didn't, I, why didn't I see that coming? It I don't know. I didn't, sense. I didn't see it. I didn't see it coming. The and honestly, I didn't even see it. I didn't even expect it. As he was as as Silver was walking down and having his speech, I did not expect it. All the way up until the very end, when he gets to the very last person, and we see somebody from the back, I was like, "It's chosen! It's chosen!" <laughs> and it took me that long to, to for it to click. I'm about to make you feel better. It didn't click with me until they showed his face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was too busy looking at the names on the back of the different mm-hmm. geese to mm-hmm. see if I could pick up on something. So even when they got to the the back of the last one, of course looks like chosen from the back but yeah i was so focused on other stuff that it didn't hit me until they actually showed his face i'm like holy crap this that is just got interesting we'll see okay so that was exactly what i was doing and that was my thought process was i was watching the back of the geese and then when we got to chosen i noticed that they didn't show the name and so i was like why are they focusing and that was literally like i was like why are they focusing so far on his hard on his back but they're not showing us what his name is on his gi. And I was, and that was literally like, I had the thought and the immediate like afterthought was chosen. And then it showed his face. And I was like, ah, especially when he said, hey, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, chosen. Man, I'm so excited for this. I'm so ready for episode two. I talked about my honorable mention being Hector. What is your honorable mention? Go a different route. I'm, I'm going to throw out a different, just a few different like quotes that were thrown out there. All right. uh, that I, I just picked up on um, you, you may have as well that I, I just thought were the quote was either telling or it was just a, a cool quote so the first one and this one kind of speaks to some of the theories we were talking about last podcast as far as some of the different relationships will they continue but when Robbie and Johnny are together uh driving towards you know or looking for Miguel I think it was shortly after Robbie realized why he was there with Johnny which was to help find Miguel he kind of makes a comment man mm-hmm. I, I could be at home with Tori right now yeah and of course that stood out because we had wondered all right are they officially done now because obviously Tori's still in Cobra Kai Robbie's got issues with Cobra Kai now so what does that do obviously there's still feelings there but I guess we won't know how it plays out until they they get back to the All Valley. I think I had spoken on their relationships being that you know we'll just kind of see them being in a couple and it probably won't we won't spend much time on you know them forming or any kind of drama between them and i think that little throwaway line just kind of confirms that we'll probably just see them together and i don't think there any conflict that that involves robbie and tori is just going to be about her leaving cobra kai and i don't think it's actually going to involve their relationship i think they're i think they're pretty much going to be a done deal as far as this season yeah the the other quote that i thought was pretty neat that kind of stood out to me was uh i'll call him hector number two (laughs) when uh he looked at miguel and said maybe you're a stranger but tonight you're family Mm -hmm. and i thought wow how crazy is that if he truly is miguel's dad we still don't know if he is but obviously miguel's thinking that this guy's his dad and this guy has no clue that okay this kid's my son and just the way that sentence played out, you know, maybe you're a stranger, but tonight you're family. And I, I thought that was cool the way they threw that in there. And actually, you already, you stole my last quote that I wrote down, which was, uh, uh, <laughs> that, I can't even remember it right. Uh, the other quote was when Johnny mentioned uh, 16 Minentos equally. That's like 300 American <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I actually had to write that one down. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, I love that quote. Uh, I, I wrote that one down as well. So I got to remember that one. <laughs> so yeah, right. that was my honorable mention. And another thing we're going to start doing is a uh, dude of the week. Uh, of course, we'll have two of these uh, possibly each week. So uh, 
Parker, can I try to guess who your dude of the week is? All right. Well, I, I kind of have a, a curveball here. Let's see if you can guess it. I have a dud of the week. Let's see if you can guess mine. Dud of the week. Okay. Well, the dude of the week I was going to guess that I thought you were going to pick was going to be Johnny. Obviously, I don't think he'll qualify as your dud of the week. Nope. So the dud is a character, right? The dud is a character. Man, that's a good question. Your dud of the week is Amanda. Wah, wah, wah. Never, <laughs> never, I should, never, I, never. I should have known better. My dud of the week is the Australian surfing con man. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted to point him out specifically because, number one, what a piece of shit. Number two, we have the same swim trunks. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'll. Let me show you. I know this is not a visual medium, but I'll sh- I'm going to show you. I mean, well, I, I guess, never mind. I guess it doesn't matter because you'd have to see a picture of the guy anyways. But yes, I have the same tw- swim trunks as the Australian surfing con man. I noticed that during the fighting scene. I was like, what? So I'm going to guess your dude of the week. Uh, is your dude of the week a character as well? It is. All right. Your dude of the week is is daniel i I approached this two different ways Mm -hmm. when i knew we were going to add this to the segment the the first person that popped in my head i was like no parker will probably pick that one so i'm going to pick this other one who i think is a strong candidate for for me personally originally i was leaning towards johnny Mm -hmm. just because i I just thought he was awesome and in that first episode not just his continued humor but just the way his character developed he was just awesome with robbie and one thing i meant to point out earlier is one of the areas you can tell he changed is when he could tell robbie was kind of ticked off why he was there Mm -hmm. normally normally johnny and most parents in that situation would have really got irritated and just kind of lashed out but johnny took the opposite approach and was like you know what here you know i totally understand i'm getting you bus ticket that way you can go back home you can go be with tori whatever uh but anyway you can edit that out if you want (laughs) i did not mine's actually a dudette of the week all right and i had to bite my tongue earlier because this 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 came up earlier but i'm going with sam all right. And obviously, the first four seasons, we gave a lot of love to Tori, a lot of love to Hulk slash Eli, mm-hmm. and maybe just a little bit of love for Amanda. Uh, and we, we kind of came down on Sam some, but I'll be honest with you, she was probably one of my first favorite characters. And yeah. I've, I've always liked her. And the way she was portrayed in this first episode, man, you could tell she has that fierceness. Mm-hmm. Like you said, she was going back, watching that fight over and over and she took that loss personal yeah. and, and and she t- she took responsibility for the dojo half in the clothes and i love that about her that that it meant that much to her and she's taking it so personal and and for the first time i saw her being just like her mom we've talked about how her mom is just fierce driven motivated kind of the full package and i felt like we saw a lot of that in in sam in that first episode so she's my dudette of the week i had to bite my tongue because you kind of gave her a little bit of love uh taking her side in the argument with miguel yep. and, and even though i didn't take her side in the argument I, I i gotta give her prop she she's my dudette of the week all right well that is our first episode of season five thank you everybody for joining us so much um we will be be back this week um we're gonna actually start putting out two episodes um while we cover cobra kai next episode we will be covering episodes two and three of cobra kai so if you are watching along with us you can go ahead and watch the next two episodes we will be covering those 
in our next podcast, which will be released later this week. And a big shout out to Mr. Parker himself. We've had to cover a lot the last two or three podcasts, and this man has did some major editing behind the scenes. Of course, I don't see all the work. You just hear the finished product. I know he's happy that, uh, and I'm happy too, that uh, we're, we're now confining our podcast just one or two episodes. It'll make his life easier. It makes my life a little bit easier, but uh, but yeah, props to him for sure. In the future, we're going to be planning on doing movies. So any recommendations you have in that area? Uh, we have some, we have a horror theme planned for October. So if you have any horror movies that are something that you can find on a streaming service that you'd like to recommend for the month, uh, please send those in and we will discuss and see if we can uh, get working on those. Jeff, do you have anything else you would like to say before we head out and get caught up on episodes two and three? No. This has been a blast. Um, I, know, I know Parker can relate as well, but man, I was so pumped to do this podcast. Just to, This is the first one we've done in which we weren't talking about seasons that have been aired several months or a few years prior. So we felt like everybody's kind of on the same page now. Everybody was pumped for the same episode. So, man, it was so much fun watching. Please pray for Parker and I. We want so bad just to watch the entire season, but we know it kind of compromises the discussion and conversation when you're trying to talk about one particular episode, but you already know everything that's happened. So we, we want our thoughts and feelings to be genuine and, and on the spot. So we're, we're taking this for you guys. So we, we thank you for your support and we're, we're trying really hard to just do one or two episodes at a time. Good stuff. Thanks to my co-host Jeff and thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Giving five stars really does help these dudes out. If you have a thought or idea about what we're watching, please email us at streamingwith2dudes at gmail.com. Links to our Patreon and socials are in the show notes. Thanks again. And remember, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's probably a turtle.